Hello and welcome to Ad Creeps, the podcast where we dissect and correct the TV ads that raised us, phased us, and amazed us. I'm Al, and I'm here with my co-host, Dee. I'm here. You're here. I'm here. Here. Hi. It's Friday night. Yeah, this is another Friday night record. Um, And uh, Al and I are suffering from... So much. So Just long-suffering. We're two long-suffering boys. We're suffering from our agonies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Our chronic... Our chronics... Our chronics? <laughs> we're suffering from and relieved by our chronics. Yeah. <laughs> but we're here for you. And we're not sleepy at all. Not even a little bit. Yeah. Because after this, we get pork tacos, so... <laughs> We gotta, we gotta be good little boys and do our, do our homework. You gotta make it to taco night. We gotta make it to white person taco night. No. What? Sleep till taco, taco night. <laughs> okay, we, let's, <laughs> now we're, now it's too much. Okay. Okay. So as you know, <laughs> it's been a long ass couple of weeks. Boy, howdy. And before that, it was a long ass couple of months. And before that, it was a long ass <sighs> couple of years. Wow. So, uh, you really put it into perspective. Uh, but I think, you know what? I think we've both earned a break. Yeah. So today, we're going to have... What? A beach day! Uh, a beach day? We're having a beach day. You and me? We're having a beach day. Wow. I'm going to pack a little picnic. Yeah. What do you like at the beach for a beach picnic? Oh, you know, I like some chippies. Love. Hey, our love of, of pool chips oh. cannot be over overshadowed, but maybe they could be by ocean chips. Ocean chips, very good. Very, very good. good. So, it always got to be something that would benefit from a little extra salt just in case. Mm. Maybe a little tub of macaroni salad. <laughs> You're bringing a tub of macaroni salad to the beach? Yeah. What if you get sand in there? Then it's just more more grit for the old mm, grind, gross. isn't it? I, I don't like that. <laughs> More grit for them old grind? I don't know what I'm signing up for. I'm fucking spitting out aphorisms here, there, and everywhere. I don't think we've ever been to the beach together. No, I don't think we have. Is that weird? Yeah. That of is, us? I think that is weird, actually. <laughs> I'm beginning to think that's weird. <laughs> we've been to the beach separately. Yeah. Oh, many times. But not together. Never. But we've never been to the beach together. <laughs> Are we embarrassed to be together out in public? <laughs> is this what's happening? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But now we're going to the beach. Yeah, we're going to the beach. We're okay. having a beach day. A beach day. A beach day. Day when we're at the beach. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, okay, mm. lay back. Okay. Soak up the sun and the sand. Oh. oh. And let... I don't... Hold, so hold on. I don't like either of those. You don't like the... And that's why we're not going to the beach together. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Because I also it's... don't... Well, I don't like the sun. Sand I love. You love sand? I'll get it anywhere. I don't. That's... <laughs> you can't... <laughs> I've got a very, um, I've got a very, just, I don't, sand, it's coarse, and gets everywhere. Okay, Anakin. <laughs> Thank you. I couldn't think of his name, but I wanted to make the joke. <laughs> the thing about sand is, it's just ocean dirt. It is just ocean dirt, and it don't hurt. And for that, we love it. Okay. Go on. So now it's time for me to ask you okay. a fun beach-themed trivia question <gasps> that you couldn't possibly know the answer to. Okay, just try me. Here's the thing. I am so big for my britches yeah. that if anyone's like, I have trivia, I, I will be like, I know all of it. You like, might, I just know everything. You might as well have britches made for a mouse you're so big for them. <laughs> I can't even fit my little pinky toe in them. <laughs> not wearing pants right now. Oh, boy. Well, Except you can't put them on. You're too big. I'm too big. <laughs> 
If you had to guess. If I had to guess. And I won't guess. I'll know. Okay. How old do you think the oldest message in a bottle is? I, I, I think I saw this on the news. The question that I just asked you. Yeah. Again. Because <laughs> we didn't there's pause. Nothing for... <laughs> happened between now and when I asked you this one less than one minute ago. Al would have never deleted their whole episode. <laughs> <and then bam. laughs> that would have never happened. We're professionals. No, never. Hold on to that thought. Okay. Well, I undo whatever I did that erased my whole thing. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Somehow just typed p -p 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 and erased a large amount of This has never happened before. This is never, baby, this has never happened before. <laughs> baby, baby, this is my first time this happening. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So if you had to guess, yeah. how old do you think the oldest message in a bottle is? It is 173 years old. It's close. It's good. It's close. Really? See, I'm so big for my britches. I see. Here's the thing. I just guessed a number. If you would ask, hey, what year was 173 years from now? Or oh, before? you think it was 173 from this date? No, it's year 173. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is the correct answer? Ay, ay, ay. Which everyone got me closer. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to hear about it? Yeah, I do want to hear about it. That's the show. <laughs> Okay, jeez. <laughs> I want to know. Freaking jeez, dude. <laughs> like, we paused for seven hours. <laughs> <laughs> so I could rewrite it. <laughs> so in 1935, a Japanese seaweed collector found a bottle on the beach near the village of Hiraturamura containing thin pieces of wood carved with a message. It told the story of its author, a sailor named Chinosuke Matsuyama, who had set out with 43 companions to find buried treasure on a Pacific island. Oh. A huge storm blasted their ship apart on a coral reef and left them with nowhere to go but a small desert island. Oh, no. With no shelter or food or fresh water. Needless to say, it did not go well for them. <laughs> but before he succumbed to the fate of his 42 fallen comrades, Matsuyama wrote a message, stuck it in a bottle, and lobbed it out to sea. How many did he eat? He did not say. But it was in 1784. 1784 is roughly 173 years from now, isn't it? I don't know. Jeez. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> You're making it up, man. I can't math. 151 days later. Whoa. Nope, Whoa. sorry. 151 years, years later. Thank you. This is why we edit. Yeah. It washed up on the shore of the village where Matsuyama was born. Wow. Isn't that wild? That's wild. He went out to sea. He almost died. He threw a bottle. Went right back whoa. to his hometown. Whoa, 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 whoa. 153, seven years. 150 years. 150 years. 151. Where, what, what was that bottle doing? What was it? It was just... For 150 years. It was years. bobbing on the tides, baby. That doesn't seem like... You don't think that happens? I think, you know what I would think? What? I think someone else picked it up. And I think they kind of, like... They must have done something. Maybe got and in, put into like a museum or something, or like. And the museum put it back in the yeah, water. Yeah, they're like, well, they're like reappropriating back to the sea. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> wow! What? <Right>? Wow! <laughs> okay, that's a lot to sort of think about. <laughs> they didn't give back anything else, but they're like, this belongs to the ocean. The bottle. Yes. <laughs> he wanted it to be in the water. Yeah. That's why he threw it there. This is what he wanted. This is why. This is why we. This is why we have the giant garbage patch. Yeah, yeah, because people are reappropriating their garbage back to the ocean. 
the, the garbage batch famously full of messages and bottles. Yeah, <laughs> it's just all bottles all the way out. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's basically the new Library of Alexandria in there. Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> I bet you, I bet you taking a cross-section of that big heap, um, it would be pretty cool just looking back at what garbage we, we put in the ocean. We gave back, sorry, we gave back to the ocean. We gave back to the ocean because it came from the ocean. It came from the ocean, yep. Plastic. We're going to test this theory. Pet G, famously from the ocean. We're going to test this theory. Okay, okay. So is this story true? Who can say? What do you mean? It's, what? The village certainly no longer exists in a way that is searchable via Google outside the context of this story. Hold on. Okay. So there's an old guy. Yeah. And he was born in 1930-whatever. And he's like... 1700s. No, the guy oh, who the guy found, who found the it. Not, yeah, okay. So, yeah, that was, was like... Was he lying or the other guy lying? Or did someone just make the whole thing up? Ugh! This is Ripley. This is Ripley. This is Ripley to you? This is Mr. Believe It or Not. Well, do you believe it? Or, or not? not. <laughs> I hate this stuff. Because <laughs> humans are... I want to believe. Yeah. As, 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 as we all do. But, like, humans love to lie. That we love. Famously. It feels good. It feels good to make up a little lie. I do that all the time. Oh, yeah, man. When I When you go into a, a store and someone asks you, like, oh, what are you looking for? And you make up, like, a whole persona and story. Yeah. I do it all the time. You're like, I'm going to my pet sparrow's funeral. <laughs> and I need a candle that fits my mood, Sarah. <laughs> Why do I do this? Is this bad? Do other people do this? Hold on. Do other people do this? I, I need know. to know. Do know. you make a little story up? Sometimes it's know. easier than just divulging things about your life to a stranger. Yeah. Oh, I gotta talk to my therapist about this. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, you know, I wanted to know what the oldest uh, message in a bottle in the cultural consciousness was, yeah. and this was what came up, so. But maybe not. Are any of them true? Who, Who can say? Who can say? Lenny? Has there ever been a message in the bottle? Probably not. Probably just Hollywood made just it up. Ho- big Hollywood making things up, putting things in bottles. <laughs> uh, but that said, there are plenty of real tangible tales of things washing up on the beach. <gasps> and for this next segment... I'm going to let you pick the order you hear about them in. So do you want to start with the... Garfield phone. Garfield phone. Garfield. 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 Garfield Beach. You have the Garfield Beach, The bad, the weird, or the surprisingly useful. Whichever one is Garfield. The weird. (laughs) Yes! You know. You know I'm not going to let you down, baby. (laughs) I know you have. You know know I got that Garfield phone. I think about this beach all the time. Yeah. Ever since I know. Okay, you tell, you tell, you tell. For decades, the Iroquois coast, a stretch of ocean in Brittany between Wisson and Seine, has been delivered a mysterious bounty by the ocean's waves. (laughs) Ever since, the French anti-litter group R. Villansou has been sifting the sands for a familiar face with no understanding of where the lasagna-loving landline was coming from. (laughs) But in 20... I'll do it for you. <laughs> you do it for me. Um, Al, you could have just told this story, yeah. and I would be so happy about it. Okay, okay, keep going, keep going. <laughs> but in 2019, the yeah. media attention on this seaborne feline drew in a local farmer who remembered that the very first delivery of Telephone Garfield <laughs> happened during a storm in the early 1980s and provided a location for the origin of the beautiful orange bounty. <laughs> Are you going to tell me how many washed up? No. No. 
Oh, many. There was many. Oh, right? a lot. Yeah. So many. Absolutely. Okay, tell me about it. In a secluded sea cave at the heart of the Iroha National Park, a partially buried shipping container <gasps> still holds a significant oh quantity of plastic orange Garfield telephones. This is like buried treasure. Inaccessible to humans, but not to the elements. Treasure. Treasure. Okay, this is a this is like I want a Discovery Channel show on this. Yeah. Going, and they say, humans can't get there? Well, you know who can get there? Discovery Channel. Get the Curse of Oak Island guys on get this. Get the Curse of Oak... They're not finding anything on Oak Island. There's this national park with a bunch of garfs. You've heard of the Curse of Oak Island. Now it's time for the Cat of the Iroquois Coast. <laughs> you gotta go. You gotta that's, go. That's... Cancel Shark Week. We're now doing Garf Week. Garf week! Garf week! Garf. There's something in the water. <laughs> it's kind garf. of, it's partially in the water and also on the sand. <laughs> oh. I just love how we can't get to it. Yeah. And it's just, that's how It's just it, like wedged in these rocks and then nature. the wind and the water will like come and take wow. bits and sweep them out onto the Eroded beach and the sea. garfs. Yeah. And like, the ones in the shipping container are much more complete than any of the ones they found wow. on the beach. I want to go. You this is go. the this is the ninth wonder of the world. It is Garf City. I had no idea this is where they. I thought it was just like one instance. Well, they just fi- figured this out in 2019. I can't believe because this. this guy. They was... didn't know where the Garfs were coming no. from. Al. They were coming from inside the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming from inside the because it would be amazing because in the you would think okay something a ships broke apart or someone threw the garfs overboard or yeah. something but the fact that they kept coming <laughs> it would it would drive me up the wall if i lived there and i was part of that pollution group yeah i would be this would be my white whale yeah oh it's theirs as well <laughs> when they like discovered this old man was like oh yeah i know where those are coming from i can't believe it and they were like <gasps> what we've done it <laughs> No, I don't. I, what I don't want them to do is rescue the Garfs. I want them to just, I want to I want to make it a tourist destination where you go and observe, but don't clean it up. I don't think they are able to clean it up. And I think that's, that's good. they're sort I'm of glad. like coming to terms with that. Yeah. They're <laughs> coming to terms that Garfs will litter their, their beach. <laughs> but they do keep picking them up. I For, want to go and just find one. Yeah. That would be the dream. You can still buy them on eBay. No, I don't want that. <laughs> I want a I want an eroded sand washed garf. <laughs> There's a really good gift that I'll post on our Twitter there? of okay. a, a man picking up the handle of a Garfield phone and you see its eyes open, um, <laughs> which is just delightful. So as France Info reports, for more than 30 years, with the gusts of the wind, the belly of the container swollen with Garfield cats expelled from its entrails, swollen. eyes, paws, and even the entire body of the cat. Isn't that beautiful? It's so beautiful. It's beautiful. Al, I love this. It's just... I want to go. This is my before I die. I'm going to go see the Garfs. Okay. Yeah. We'll go together. Let's go together. Thelma and no, Louisa. No, we, we can't go to the beach together. <laughs> oh, well, we can. We just uh, haven't. I don't know. Well, now it's, now it's now a it's thing. Now it's weird. Now it's weird. <laughs> well, one piece of the mystery has been solved. Arvilansu believes there may be more containers yet stranded amongst oh. the rocks. Their precious plastic cargo slipping away. Wave by wave. Wow. That's poetry, baby. Yeah, baby. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. So that was the weird one? That was the weird. Okay. So you still have the bad. Yeah. And the surprisingly useful. Let's go bad first. Get the suffering out of the way. You know me. 
if we have a little suffering now, we'll have less suffering later. I do wish we would have saved Garf for the end, but I also am a person who hates waiting. So <laughs> I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad we got that. You inst- had to have it. Instant gratification. <laughs> There's no stopping me. Uh, okay, the bad. Bad. If you've ever heard someone refer to Staten Island as a garbage oh, place. Oh, God. Well, they're not completely wrong. Yeah. After World War II, a decline in the need for waste combustion during the war left New York City with half the number of garbage incinerators they once had, and their landfills were quickly reaching capacity. Why did they have half the... Because they shut down a bunch of incinerators during the war because the, because oh. they had like half the population with oh. a bunch of people going off to war. Uh, going after wall. Going after the wall. Okay. <laughs> going after kissing the trenches. Oh, no. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Yeah. That's what your grandpas were doing. <sighs> Seeking a temporary solution to mitigate the closure of the landfill on Rikers Island, MTA Authority and historical bad man Robert Moses Ugh. endorsed a plan to purchase a 2,200-acre site of what was considered worthless swampland on the western side of Staten Island. Is this Roosevelt Island? No, it's Staten Island. Oh. I know about the Roosevelt Island garbage tubes oh i don't know about they that. have garbage tubes well hell yeah <laughs> where you put your garbage in the tube and it whoop, disappears i'm you got to do an ad group about that i, I love i love the roosevelt island garbage someday tubes. i'll do one about the weehawk and alameda burrito tunnel oh i gotta know about this <laughs> <laughs> this is why we do the show by the way uh, named after the estuary on which it was built, the Fresh Kills Landfill opened oh, in 1948. No. <gasps> the Fresh Kills? So kill is uh, like an American bastardization of a Dutch word. Okay. Um, which means like, I, I think stream or something similar to that, like yeah. waterway. Um, fr- back from when, you know, New York was New Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. Okay, so a okay. lot of waterways are, have the name, like there's Arthur Kill and, and, and the Scheichel Canal. And I stuff. just, I don't, we can't. Okay. <laughs> Those Dutch, they Those, ain't much. They ain't much. No. I got to tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's called the Fresh Kills Landfill because the estuary was called Fresh Kills. Yeah. So it opened in 1948 and by 1955, it had become the largest landfill in the world and remained as such until its closure in 2001. Then what do they do with it afterwards? You're going to find out. Oh, no. <laughs> I I just be like, because I never thought about that. Because yeah. we have a new landfill in Coquitlam, right? Oh. And it's brand new and it's like indoors and it's just a giant pile of garbage on concrete. And one day that's going to be full. Yeah. And then you just have garbage. Yeah. And well, what will you do with it? Maybe it'll be good. Maybe it won't. You're going to find bad. out what happened here. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Samuel Keering, sanitation commissioner under Mayor Lindsay, described the place ominously when remembering his first Mm. visit to the landfill in 1970. It had a certain nightmare quality. Mm. I can still recall looking down on the operation from a control tower and thinking that fresh kills, like Jamaica Bay, had for thousands of years been a magnificent, teeming, literally life-enhancing tidal marsh. Mm. And in just 25 years, it was gone, buried under millions of tons of New York City's refuse. Mm. But the refuse didn't stay buried. Oh, no. In 1987, an environmental disaster struck coastal Atlantic states like Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York as medical waste and sewage washed up on their beaches and drove their tourism revenue into, ironically, the toilet. Wait, how did it do that? How did it what? Why, 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 why is garbage on the beaches? Well, you're going to... Oh, okay. You're going to tell me. <laughs> no, I was just going to leave it there, I think. Oh! <laughs> 
called the syringe tide. No. The source of the waste was traced back to fresh kills who had been sending medical waste like syringes and bandages out to the sea to sink with the rest of the garbage. No. So you basically have a bunch of like hypodermic needles on no. the shore along with band-aids and all sorts of stuff. Okay. You know what icks me out the most? What? I mean, the uh, needles, uh, I am used to, but the band-aids. Yeah, but it, used band-aids are particularly and they're really gross. I, and I think it's from my lifeguard years where you would find just, like, band-aids on the d- f- the pool deck. Yeah. And you have to clean it up. And it's just, gr- it's just gross. It's pretty gross. It's gross. I've produced some pretty gnarly band-aids, so I can't oh. even imagine what other people are doing. Oh, God. The, ugh. Yeah. Scab. <laughs> oh, they were scabs for the lifeguard union. Yeah, me. <laughs> the preteens they hired oh my God. to take care of your children at the pool. <laughs> In the first decade of the AIDS epidemic, oh no! This created additional fear around HIV and intravenous drug users, rather than drawing legislative attention to the deep environmental flaws in America's waste management system. As for fresh kills, it received its last load of garbage in March 2001, but it was later temporarily reopened as a sorting ground for about one third of the debris from Ground Zero. I was just gonna. You were doing the math in your head. I could see it. <laughs> yeah, did you see? I could see. <laughs> oh gosh, golly! Yeah, they're not gonna put that in the ocean, are they? No, they did stuffing with it, didn't they? Yep, they did a. They buried it. In the landfill. In the landfill. Yeah. While the remains of 300 people were identified by the forensic specialists working through the material... (gasps) Oh, there's probably still people in there, huh? The remaining debris still contains fragmentary human remains. I think that's bad. Yep. It was buried in the landfill, which is currently being transformed into Fresh Kills Park, a reclaimed (gasps) wetland and public park to be completed by 2037. That's how you get a poltergeist situation. (laughs) That's how you get one? That's how you get one. You have a mass terrorist event. You take all the rubble. You put it in a landfill. You don't give a shit. You put it in a park. That's a poltergeist situation. Well, they're, they're going to have a 9-11 memorial there. <laughs> that's how you get a poltergeist. <laughs> if I died in those buildings and I was in the landfill as a ghost, and they were, it would be like mocking me. Yeah. Right? Oh, for sure. Thanks for, thanks for taking care of me, a ghost. <laughs> I'm next to a bunch of garf phones <laughs> underneath the ground. <laughs> this is what the poltergeist people were talking about. This is, yeah, this and you know what? Exactly. They're right on the money. It's real. Right. It is And real. it happens. The, if, if you put a house on this, it's game over. <laughs> it will do that little <laughs> thing. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a little paper ball. Yeah, a little paper ball. <laughs> we'll just zoom right out. Sounds cool, actually. Should we be sadder? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great question. <laughs> I know I'm mad. I'm upset. Yeah, you this should, is gross. You should be mad. So they're turning it into a park. Yeah, with the garbage underneath. Yeah, I know they do do that. Yeah, they have this whole system where they like put down layers of tarps or whatever tarps or something, <laughs> and then like they put down layers of tarps. It's fine now. It's, it's good. Actually, put a tarp on it. So it's fine. It's sick as hell. <laughs> Don't worry. Does it leak into the groundwater? Or? Oh yeah. It's not good. I think they do try to do things to mitigate they, that. Honestly, I don't. I'm not a scientist. Uh, um, a garbage I, scientist. <laughs> they can't. <laughs> I don't think you need to be a garbage scientist to know how bad this is. It's pretty bad. I think. It's pretty yeah, bad. I think it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, I am uh, Al. I'm having flashbacks to like grade three, where we watched a video about like 
Because back then, we didn't talk about global warming. Yeah. We talked about oil, and we're going to run out of oil. Yeah. And we talked about, like, landfill space, and we're going to run out of landfill space. And there was this, like, video we watched about how there's one being turned into a park and how, how hey, that's good. And, you know, you could be, your park at your school could be a landfill. And... Back then, it horrified me as a child because I don't want garbage under my feet. I don't know what's underneath there. Well, but D, here's the thing. The, the United States government would never let an environmental disaster in a municipal space go unmitigated. <laughs> and I think I think we're seeing clear proof of that, <laughs> you know, recently. Oh, we're so fucked. <laughs> Ohio, if you're in Ohio, I'm so I'm sorry. So sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And also, there was like another train derail like yesterday. Like it's just, yeah. It's almost like, hey, fighting against a union who's working for like safety and like maybe that's bad. Yeah. Maybe that's bad actually. And if you listen to the podcast and uh, vinyl chloride sounded weirdly familiar to you, it's because it is part of creating polyvinyl chloride or mm. PVC. You mm. know what we make Barbies out of. What we make our phones out of. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> They're an art piece. Okay, so that was the bad. Oh. We're going to tuck it away behind us. Okay. Or under our feet. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Put a tarp down. No. <laughs> There's not a tarp big enough <laughs> to hide that shame. Think of how many dirty diapers. Yeah, a lot. So many. So many. They got to stop those babies. And you know, for pooping. most of the years that landfill existed, they weren't composting. Gross. Styrofoam, styrofoam McDonald's cups and baby diapers. Not going anywhere. They're just there forever, huh? Yeah. When anthropologists or archaeologists in like a hundred million years, probably not, huh? Probably like a hundred years, they start like looking through what we're doing. It's not going to be good. I read something interesting about that. Yeah. And there was a, a scientist who was saying basically that the the people who who named eras yeah different like oh. anthropocene yeah 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 the yeah. people who name those different eras on that massive time scale will have to decide whether to name like the upcoming time after radiation or plastic Whoa. because those are the two things that'll still be around around that's so interesting it'll be plastic it'll be plastic it'll for be sure. plastic it'll be we're plastic. really good at that we love to make it it's in our bodies right now. <laughs> Okay. Can okay. I tell you about the surprisingly useful? Please. It's Garf again. He's here. <laughs> he's here and he's so useful. He's a phone. <laughs> he's a phone. You can call your grandma <laughs> and say, Grandma, I'm making lasagna. <laughs> Garf's here. I'm going to bring Garf. <laughs> oh. Yellow ducks, red <gasps> beavers, green I know frogs. This. I know this. And blue turtles. Yeah! No, it's not a new animal-themed Lucky Charms knockoff. Yeah. It's the contents of a shipping container that was swept off a container ship by a storm in the North Pacific on January 10th, 1992. They were little floaty bath toys, right? Yeah, yeah. the friendly floaties. Oh, friendly floaties. <laughs> that's what, in, in lifeguard school, that's what we call a poop. <laughs> <laughs> you can't call it a poop in the pool. You have to say it's a friendly floaty. So you don't scare people. Doesn't seem friendly to me. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) At some point in its tidal travels, the container opened and 28,800 plastic toys called Friendly Floaties were released into the ocean. (laughs) Be free, my friends. I would love for you to guess for me. Yeah. What company do you think was transporting these little bath time buddies? In 1992? Yep. Ty. (laughs) T-Y. Yeah, Ty. Well, 
Actually, it what? was the infamous Evergreen Marine Corporation. No. <laughs> was this before or after? Well, this was in 1992. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. it was before. Okay, it was way before. <laughs> Uh oh. Sister to the Suez stoppering ever given. Oh, bless. The ever Laurel arrived in Tacoma a day late after getting waylaid by the storm on its journey from Hong Kong. It's from Tac- it, They're going into Tacoma? Yeah, from Hong Kong to Tacoma. Oh, across, my the God. Pa- across the Pacific. Yeah. No, oh, you don't want to go to Tacoma. <laughs> it smells there. They got a big port, you know. They do have a big port. It does, it's got a, it's got a stink to it. Tacoma? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like- this is, I do, I'm not, I'm just being honest. Much like Staten Island. But yeah, Tacoma's got a sting to it. I love Tacoma, actually. Cool. They got that big tit. Okay. The dome. Oh, the Tacoma dome. Yeah, the Tacoma dome. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Just a, when you're on the highway, it's just a big tit on the highway. It's great. Yeah. Go see, go to a show there. <laughs> go see the monster trucks. Yep. So how were these little fellas surprisingly useful? Um, were they used to, like, track waves and currents? Yeah. Were they really? Yeah. They're so useful. You know how I guessed that? How? Because I, I liked the movie Twister. And in the movie Twister, in they have a little machine called Dorothy, and it's got little floaty balls, and they release it into a, a twister, and then it reads the twister. Your mind. <laughs> if I could just get in there. If I could just get in there and look around a little. It's like discovering where the Garfones are coming from. <laughs> That's what I was thinking of. Oh. Little guys in a current. Helen Hunt. Yeah, I was thinking a lot about Helen Hunt. Weren't we all? She's such a babe in that one. <laughs> so Seattle oceanographers James Ingraham of the National Oceanographic and Atmospheric Administration and Curtis Ebbesmeyer, who once worked as a consultant for oil companies tracking iceberg movements, <laughs> had long been using... How do they need that? Oh, <laughs> well, you remember the Titanic. Yeah, I do remember the Titanic. <laughs> I do. Hey, that is what, I remember the movie and also the incident. Because <laughs> you were there. I was there. I was a little ghost boy. So they, for a long time, these two have been using spilled cargo as a way to track and better understand ocean currents. Using computer modeling, they had already managed to track the paths of some 200 Nike running shoes <gasps> from a shipment of 80,000 that tumbled from the freighter Hansa Carrier south of the Alaskan Peninsula, washing up six months later along the coast of Vancouver Island. These are not the ones with feet in them. These are not the ones with feet in them. These are much earlier. These are in the 90s. I was just thinking about everything. This this puts into perspective how much stuff gets dropped off a ship. So much. Just randomly. So much. Just one storm and there it goes. Why isn't Discovery Channel on this? They love the like, okay, they love the, you know, the shows where they go into a storage unit and it's like, what's in the storage unit? I don't know. Let's buy it. They should have people like, let's find stuff that's just floating in the ocean for free and resell it. Here's the thing about that. What? Is that if Discovery Channel does a show about that, they have to admit that there are flaws in our major form of shipping and the people who give them money... If we didn't know there were flaw, we saw the flaw, and it was called the Ever Given. <laughs> we saw the flaw, and she was beautiful. Oh, I loved her so much. So bodacious. <laughs> uh, informed by a network of beachcombers, Curtis and James were some of the first to know the oldest people alive. <laughs> Just ancient. Don't say that. My dad is oh, this. Well. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, Rick. I called him. Uh, Curtis and James were some of the first to know when the ducks, beavers, frogs, and turtles began washing up on beaches in Alaska just 10 months oh, after the wow. initial spill. Others wound up further down the coast or made it to Hawaii's shores. But not all the toys stuck to the Pacific coast. What? Some traveled far and wide, floating over the watery grave of the Titanic. Before Um, Wait, in the... How how did they get over there? (laughs) How did they get over there? Before freezing solid in Arctic ice and eventually landing on the shores of the eastern seaboard, England and Ireland. How did they get over there? Well, they went north from Alaska... Oh, they went that, like, above Nunavut They, they took the, the... Holy shit. The I was, whatever. <laughs> Al, the Northwest Passage? Yeah. Al, I was thinking, like, they're, they're going through the Panama Canal. <laughs> <laughs> and they're just, like, there's just, like, these little floating buddies. And, and the guy's just, yeah. like, <laughs> opening they're the locks, locks so they yeah. can get through. Oh, we got more. <laughs> Floaty's coming. You know, it's not my job to ask questions. I just let them through. <laughs> that's very cute. That I think that's sweet. sweeter. That is sweeter. I like that, too. It's not true. It's not true, but... They froze. Oh, no. They froze in the pack you... ice and they moved. Wow. Can you imagine how many are stuck up there? So many. And then when all the ice melts and we all die, and then eventually there will be a new species that takes over this earth, like, what will they think? <laughs> They're going to say, hey, bath time, fun. Fun. <laughs> Look at these floaties. It's fun. They, we would have, a, like, posthumously invented bath time. <laughs> I like that for us. That's nice, yeah. Mm-hmm. So some, some of the friendly floaties didn't make it oh. to shore until 15 years after the incident in 2007. Wow. Many remain on the waves to this day, captured <gasps> in gyres or just bobbing along, looking for landfall. I love this. I think that's very sweet. It is sweet. But also, if you think about it, it's awful. It's bad. But also very sweet. <laughs> it was useful. It was useful. It's like that. I like things like that, like ac- happy accidents. Like that time that um, World of Warcraft got a disease. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, this fundamentally changes our idea of about pandemic. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> when we went through an actual pandemic. Yeah, that was wild. That was wild pandemic damn damn what world of warcraft damn damn still Dragon not boys by the way still not playing folks as you know um because you're hearing because this you're podcast, hearing this podcast we had a, a choice to make well i had a choice to make it's Do a I... choice we make every week <laughs> this week i choose to podcast <laughs> as soon as i get as soon as i become so chronically ill i'm in bed once again for like a month it's game over oh it's over i'm on i'm world of warcrafting that's it i'm one chronic illness away from world of warcraft <laughs> Uh, and then I'll record the podcast on my laptop. I'll come over and lay beside you in bed yeah. and just sort of make you talk to me while you play World of Warcraft. And you'll be like, I'm raiding. I don't raid. Then I have to talk to people. Yeah, that's awful. That's awful. That's awful. <laughs> <sighs> so was your family ever, like, into beachcombing? Um, I I was a poker. I was a collector a and a poker. Yeah, I was a collector and poker, most definitely. Were you a midnight toker? I was a joker. <laughs> um, I love collecting shiny rocks, pretty rocks. I was a big pretty rock boy. Um, Weren't we all? Yeah. Pockets. And pockets are full. So heavy. Hey, you want to see my... Hold on. Look it. Oh, those are nice rocks. They're agates. And maybe Jasper? I don't know. They're agates. They're agates. They're agates. <laughs> I found... Hold on. Okay. I, f- oh, I found those uh, in, a, in a beach. Oh, okay. 
I found those on a beach and I took them home. Nice. Yeah. Um, I love I love it. Yeah. Do you you, you were? I mean, my yeah, my family is a beachcombing family. Uh, you know, we spent a lot of time on the beach. My dad yeah. was looking for fossils, and my mom loved finding those uh, glass fishing floats. Oh yeah, that's, those if home. you ever find those, that's that's like she has a, a whole bowl of them on her coffee. Really? Table. Yeah. That's gold. We go there. I'll let you play with them. Okay. Play with your mom's. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get out of I'm here. I'm sorry, Rick. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Can I tell you the coolest beachcombing experience I've Please, ever had? Yeah. In California, there's a beach, and it used to be a recycling mm. plant, and they just, there was a storm, and they buried Mm-mm. all the glass, hold on, they buried all the glass out to sea, and so it's a sea glass beach. Oh, wow. It's gorgeous. Like, it's, instead of sand, it's just sea glass. Sea glass is really pretty. Um, they also have a lot of abalone there, too, so it's these rainbow abalone pieces, shells, like oh, huge wow. shells full of beach glass. It was fantastic. That's awesome. I could just sit there and pick through through hours. <laughs> the, the late 80s, I think, was a, a big time for beach combing and beach cleanup. Mm. Because as transatlantic container shipping was really beginning to rise during the 1960s and 70s, and plastic began to proliferate the consumer marketplace, there was a lot more to find. Mm, okay. Yeah. So groups like Ocean Conservancy started their coastal cleanup in Texas in 1986, and now they operate an annual international coastal cleanup with participants from more than 150 countries. This is just cleaning up the beach. Cleaning up the beach. Okay. Going out there, cleaning up the beach. Yeah. Um, and they have their work cut out for them because by 2016, 90% of the world trade is carried out by international container shipping. That seems bad. Yeah. I agree. That seems bad, huh? I don't think it's good. It's the shipping and the tr- and trucking. Yeah. It just seems like... But 90% of it, 90% of the world trade is container shipping. I guess... Wrap your little noggin around I just, that. I can't. My brain's too small. Um, <laughs> I just... I can't conceive... I guess we built the system up so much, I can't yeah. even conceive what it would look like otherwise. You know what I mean? Because now, basically, the the... Modern existence relies on on that volume yeah, of traffic. Exactly. I gotta get my shit from Alibaba. I don't personally, <laughs> but a lot of people do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not just environmental nonprofits touting the need to clean up our beaches and oceans. <clears throat> Kia, the South Korean car company, which well, has been owned by Hyundai since 1997. I know a Kia. I'm a car guy. Remember, you're a car guy, and you know a Kia. I know a Kia. I've met a Kia. I love IKEA. What? <laughs> And okay. okay. <laughs> so Kia uh, recently uh, in 2022 announced a partnership with the Ocean Cleanup to explore innovative ways to co-create solutions that will support a more sustainable future. This just seems like corporate greenwashing. Yeah. Is there like yep. a is there, next to the Garfs? Is there like a shipping container full of Kias? Yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. And they can't be washed or like they they're just they're just there. They just, there. They just, just live there. there. They just live there now <laughs> for giant hermit crabs to live in. <gasps> oh my gosh! I got that picture. You painted a picture for me, and now all I want to do is art of it. Ooh. Just a giant crab in a car. <laughs> What would the crabs look like? They'd be big. In the different cars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so founded by Dutch entrepreneur Boyan Slat at age 17. Boyan Slat. Boyan Slat. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> New name, Boyan Slat. Uh, yeah, he founded it when he was 17. The Ocean Cleanup is a nonprofit that develops technology to extract plastic from the ocean, as well as stop it from reaching the sea via riverways. 
Okay. But many marine biologists have their doubts. They say that ocean cleanup's methods often produce pollution themselves, and the nets they use to lasso trash can harm sea creatures and the microorganisms that keep the ocean's ecosystem afloat. Yeah, they, they just actually use a lasso. <laughs> Well, they use big nets, yeah. No, no, to like... just, just a lasso. Okay. <laughs> they, they, they employ a lot of cowboys, and they're, they're, they're picking up water bottles one lasso at a time. I'm an ocean cowboy. I'm an ocean. <laughs> I ride the waves. Now you're a pretty little catfish. Why well, don't you come and join me by my fire? Oh, the fire went out because I'm in the water. <laughs> I love it so much. Women are just ocean cowboys. You, you know what, what ocean cowboy would ride? What? A seahorse. <laughs> <laughs> very good. Thank you. Very, very good. Oh, thank you. <laughs> uh. Oh. And they have a little, instead of a sheriff's badge, they have a little sea star. What are we talking about? Ocean cleanup. Kia. Okay, got it. Ocean cleanup's photos of trash ostensibly culled from the Pacific garbage patch have raised similar questions, considering that the gyre doesn't contain physically collectible plastic, but rather pieces that are pea-sized and smaller, like pepper flakes stirred into a smooth tomato soup. Mmm. Oh. So water in the Pacific garbage patch just looks like water. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. It look like there's a bunch of plastic in there because it's so small. Wow. So you can't walk on it. No, you can't walk on it. Um, but the plastics is so small and it's become like so embedded in the environment that it, you know, fish are like together. trying to adapt to it. Whoa. Yeah, like the hermit crabs. Yeah. Wow. I'm yeah. learning, Al. I'm learning so much today. Wow. That's great. I'm so glad I could help. If you ask me about it in two hours, I will forget all You'll of it. You'll have no idea. No. You weren't you weren't here at all. But I'm a sweet demo. We've never met. <laughs> yeah, who are you? <laughs> You want to go to the beach together? No. <laughs> Cleanup efforts also do little to address the origin of the problem, to the point that yes! many scientists are wondering whether we even should bother trying to clean up the ocean at all. Because it's just always there. Yeah. It's just always there. World Economic Forum predicts that by 2050, there could be more plastic in the ocean than fish by weight. <laughs> I was going to joke that there's going to be more plastic than fish. That was going to be a joke I made. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. No. What year would it be more plastic than ocean? Oh. <laughs> soon, soon, brother. Yeah. Sooner than you think. In an interview with Gizmodo, Memorial University associate professor Max Liboiron has a suggestion for how to manage our problematic future with plastic. We eat it. Turn off the tap. AKA, what? stop fucking producing plastic. <laughs> if you don't make it, it won't go in the ocean. A what? but ain't Look, needed. then we have to fundamentally change how we live our lives. And, you know, we don't like to do that. No. <laughs> but much like Kia's commitment to zero carbon emissions, it's a flawed premise. We don't need zero emissions. We need you to do all the things you're saying you'll do to reduce carbon. And then we also need you to not create any more additional carbon. <laughs> Thanks, Kia. <laughs> Um, now, to be clear, I don't want to shame people for purchasing plastic products or it's driving cars that create no, carbon. No, 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 no. That's what they're doing here. Yeah. That's the corporation. The corporations are shaming the individual. Yeah, exactly. It's like the carbon footprint, right? It's not, hey, it's not our problem. Like, it is our problem. But if but, we all stop driving cars, there will still be a problem. Yeah. There will still be a problem. Because it's not just the cars. It's also the oil that fuels the yes. cars and makes the plastic. And, yes. and that they like producing because it makes them money. 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 <laughs> uh, 
it's not your fault or my fault or Dee's fault that we live in a capitalist climate change hellscape. And if there's any chance of making the leap to really tangibly reduce carbon and plastic in our environments, the onus is on the government to make that a less painful transition. And more Uh. importantly, on corporations to put the future of their kids and grandkids above their own profits and pleasure. Never. You know what actually made me think about doing this episode? What? I was hanging out with you. Yeah. And our producer. Yeah. And uh, our producer, Colin, was mentioning about the campaigns in the 90s to cut up the soda, oh, yeah, the plastic yeah. soda rings. Yeah. And how, as a kid, it, it never occurred to him that they could just not make them. They could just literally, we don't have them anymore. Instead of us cutting, us them, cutting up. them up so a dolphin didn't get stuck. Yeah, they really put the guilt on us. Oh, for it's sure. It's like the straw problem. It is, yeah. It's like the straw problem. I hate corporations. <laughs> the only corporation I love is Garfield, the cat. Okay. He's the only, he, under capitalism, he's the only choice. And when did he incorporate? <laughs> no, he just is an, an entity at the Yeah, lasagna point. for all, he says. <laughs> and actually, he says, lasagna just for me. Just for you. And I get that. And he says, get Nermal out of here. <laughs> and I also get that, too. <laughs> okay, so okay. let's look at a Kia commercial that incredibly came out in 2022. Oh, it's going to be bad, huh? Maybe it'll be bad. Folks, if you want to see this Kia commercial, you can find it in our sources or the description of this episode. We'll return after these messages. more good in the Kia Sportage X-Pro. Kia, movement that inspires. Welcome back to the show. Okay. We have Jesus. We have Jesus. He's beautiful. He's gorgeous. He's a model. He has a Kia Sportage. And it's funny because it's an okay car. (laughs) Um, They're on the beaches of Oregon, probably, or California, because they have turtles there. Yeah. And um, he has attached... (laughs) A big rake. A big rake. Now, I'm thinking, if there's beachgoers and that rake, you know, detaches, that's a... It's a problem. That's a problem. (laughs) You got a technical... Also, it can't be that good for the turtles. It can't be... Yeah, okay. So, first of all, he's cleaning up the beach. The beach's got a lot of plastic on it. The Jesus... You know, what would Jesus do? He would attach a big rake to his Kia and drive on the beach. And he does, and he cleans it so the turtles can come. And all I was thinking of is when the mama turtles were coming on the beach, is he going to fire up that Kia? (laughs) What's he going to do? I just love the idea of the, like, executives pitching this ad, like, what if we show that car help environment? (laughs) Not bad. Not bad for environment. Help. Help with garbage. It's so... That's the worst way picking up garbage possible. You can't. It's not. Don't drive all over the beach, please. The microplastics, my dude. The tire, the exhaust, the everything. (laughs) And you're crushing all sorts of stuff. Yeah, you're crushing crabs. You're crushing everything. Probably turtles. You squished a gooey duck, you bastard. (laughs) You fucking piece of shit. (laughs) 
I just, it's it's very jarring to see him drive very fast down a beach with a rake, and then there's the next shot is turtles, and yeah. then you see Jesus, like, thinking, and you think, is he gonna, yeah. you know? <laughs> is that what he came here to do? I would, I'd be tempted. <laughs> Scoop up all those turtles. <laughs> Scoop them up. Do some scoops. Make some soup. Make some soup. <laughs> Don't eat the turtles. Don't eat the turtles. They're beautiful. Well, and they eat jellyfish, which is also a problem in the ocean because it's getting too warm, so there's more jellyfish. Until they eat plastic bags, which look like jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> this is so sad. It's so grim. <laughs> make it funny, please. Okay. <laughs> please make it this funny. It's 2023. <laughs> It's 2023. Oh, this is just a... I can't believe... First of all, 2022 for that commercial. I... Right? This is some, like, mid-2010s shit to this me. Is, it is. It's absolutely. It's, like, so, like, we can make a difference We can together. make a difference. This is greenwashing. That's so bad. Okay. <laughs> Same commercial. Okay. Same commercial. You have Jesus. He's gorgeous. He's driving a Kia Sportage. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Do not know. He has... He has a rake attached to the back of his Kia. What's happening? To I don't know. No, I'm just like it's so dumb. It's so <laughs> yeah. stupid. He's he cleaned up the beach. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Jesus. Golf clap. Je- the, what work. would Jesus do? He would do this. <laughs> what would Jesus do to the beach? Why instead of turtles that are coming off the beach and scarf phones. <laughs> Garfield. Garfield. Gar- <laughs> Nature is healing. <laughs> and it's the same shot of him like feeling very satisfied and like giving a little smile. Yeah. Now it's just it's just and then we 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 pull out of the like we see the whole beach and it's just garf. It's just a wash of orange, and he's happy because this is the way it should be. And then he has a little bite of lasagna. And then he has a little bite of lasagna, and he kicks Odie off the chair. (laughs) That's it. Love it. That's the only incredible. That's the only. I think. I think the corporations need to know that they're the problem, and they need to. I want a bold statement like what they do know. Well, no, sorry. I want them to... Admit that they I know. know? I want them to, in a commercial, say, we are the problem. And we'll stop making cars and plastic. No, no, no. And using oil. <laughs> We're going to clean up the beaches so it's full of garf. So you can appreciate. And then there's a couple little friendly floaters, too. Oh, okay. Because we like those, too. We like the poops, or... Well, <laughs> depends what beach you're at. <laughs> That's it. Very good, very good. <laughs> I need something. Did we have a nice day at the beach? We had. A, I will never go to a beach with you ever. <laughs> okay, I have a treat for both of us. Yay! Because we got an email. If you want to email us, by the way, we love it. Um, adcreeps at gmail dot com. Yep. Um, we got a lot of people sending us good local ads, and I'm going to share one with you. Yay! Al. We love it when you send us local. We ads. love it. Okay, this is from Robin. Hi, creepers. Oh. Hi, Robin. Hi, Robin. I'm not Australian. I wouldn't hold it against you. <laughs> and I've never been to Australia. It's fine. But this is an old ad I've seen and that it is important because it has a gorilla in it. <laughs> you know us. And that's all That's all she said. Eat Savlaki, uh, Robin, she, her. Okay. Well, Robin knows us so dearly. There's also, um, Robin did link an explanation, but also I don't need an explanation. This one has a gorilla. That is the explanation. That is the explanation. You can find this local ad in our sources. Woo. 
You're hungry. You want something to eat. I've got something for you. Here you go. Whoa. What? You want us of lucky? Well, you'll have to impress me, monkey. It's of lucky. So lucky up. You'll do anything to get one. So lucky hat. My God, Robin, Robin, Robin! Very good work. Ah, uh, very good work. I don't care that you're not from Australia. I've never been to Australia. This is a perfect local ad. It's so delightful. It has everything we love. It has everything. It has a CGI. It's a monkey CGI monkey. It has stilted acting. <laughs> From the owner of the establishment. It has a funny little dance. It, I love, okay, so the the owner or the, the main, the talking head guy, he, I assume, works at the Slovakia hut or whatever. But afterwards, he does, like, the Greek dance. You yeah. You know, the Greek dance. But so lukewarm. Oh, he's just phoning it right And I in. think, I think, and to be fair, I think the monkey, the CGI gorilla, gave such a good... Yeah. Performance. He played a guitar. He was chewing the scenery for sure. So when you go back to lukewarm Greek dancing, it's just kind of like, okay, this is. We get it. We get it. We get it. Come on. Also, did you notice kids eat free? I did notice the kids eat free. Do you think you and I could dress up as tiny kids and eat free? I highly (laughs) do. Really? Because we are hitting puberty. (laughs) Again. I know my face is a mess. It's a <laughs> battlefield in here. I don't think we could get candy for trick or treating at this point. <laughs> I think if they didn't, if I dressed up and someone didn't give me trick or treat candy, I'd be upset. They'd be like, "Go, go through a Roman." Listen candle to my team. voice. I'm. It's almost about to break. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Anyway, thank you, Robin. Thank you, Robin. If you have a local ad, even if you're not from around there, that's fine. I don't. We don't we give don't a shit. Care at all? Does it have a CGI monkey? Send it to us at creeps at gmail.com. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at adcreeps, and you can find our coffee at coffee.com slash coffee.com slash adcreeps. Coffee. 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 Buy us one. Okay, Please. I think that's it. That is it. That's the whole episode. That was our beach day. Okay. And we're going to go get some tacos. Yay. Until next time, we are signing off. But first, a word for my spouse.